0: Welcome to Biblical Christian Worldview's Selective Article Podcasts. So let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled, What Makes a Christian a Christian? There are so many who wish to group people under the banner of Christian. The word which once was considered a positive sign of high moral standards has fallen in many circles to the defining of a shrinking band of legalistic, nationalistic subversives. And with so many terms these days, the extremes are used to label or tarnish the entire group. In the case of Christians, there are more opinions on who they or we are as there are individuals who believe they're on the team. Let's take a step back and survey the term and try to provide a clear definition that has some eternal value. So some definitions of a Christian. What is the definition of a Christian? When one asks Google search, the purveyor of all knowledge, below or following are popular responses. More importantly, if one is a Christian, does that mean they will go to heaven for eternity? So Webster defines Christian as professing Christianity. Then Webster defines Christianity as the religion derived from Jesus Christ based on the Bible as sacred scripture and professed by Eastern, Roman Catholic, and Protestant bodies. And then they define sacred scripture as dedicated or set apart for the service or worship of a deity. So my response is Webster seems to be saying that all Eastern, Protestant, and Roman Catholic denominations who base their religion on Jesus and consider the Bible as their sacred texts are Christians. But what does it mean to derive one's religion from Jesus, and how closely does one need to follow a sacred text to be a Christian? Next, focus on the family. The term Christian, as we understand it, refers to anyone, man, woman, or child who trusts in Jesus Christ as his or her Savior and Lord and who strives to follow him in every area of life. As evangelicals, we place great stress on the importance of an individual's personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We believe this relationship is lived out by way of prayer study of God's word, fellowship with God's people, and service to others in Jesus' name. There's an important sense in which Christian faith has to be expressed in the context of community with other believers. But in the final analysis, it's an intensely personal and individual matter, not a question of church membership or doctrinal orientation. So my response... But what does that mean to trust in Jesus as Savior and Lord? And how hard does one have to strive to follow him in every area of life? Further, what does it mean to have a personal relationship with Jesus? And how does the context of community within other believers fit into the equation? Finally, calling it an intensely personal and individual matter sounds like an excuse for not being able to have a clear definition of the word. Next, A true Christian is a person who has put faith and trust in the person and work of Jesus Christ, including his death on the cross, his payment for sins, and his resurrection on the third day. John tells us in uh, chapter 1, verse 12, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The mark of a true Christian is love for others in obedience to God's word, a reference to 1 John 2, 4, and 10. A true Christian is indeed a child of God, a part of God's true family, and one who has been given new life in Jesus Christ. My response. GodQuestions.org is a resource I use regularly, and at least this definition includes some supporting scripture and more specifics. There still remains the question of what and how much, quote, love for others, unquote, and, quote, obedience to God's word, unquote, is needed to make the cut. Finally, Billy Graham. A Christian, then, is a person who is born again by the Spirit of God as he or she wholeheartedly trusts in Jesus Christ and seeks to follow him in obedience. There is no other way to the Father, no other way to be a Christian than through personal faith in the Son of God. I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus said. No one comes to the Father except through me, John fourteen six. My response. What does, quote, born again mean? What do the words, quote, wholeheartedly trust in Jesus mean? Further, how much obedience is required to be called a Christian? Finally, what's the difference between faith and personal faith? So it's easy to know you're a Christian, right? Christians say that it's easy to know if you're one of them. Are the confusing definitions above the best we can do to bring clarity and confidence to the most important decision ever asked, particularly if eternity hangs in the balance? Most Christians seem to have no problem knowing they are one. According to Wikipedia, (laughs) again the source of all knowledge after Google search, in 2021, 63% of Americans said they are Christian, a reference to Pew Research, which interestingly enough is down from 78% in 2007 when they started asking that question. They not only include Protestants and Roman Catholics, but Pew Research also includes Mormons, and Jehovah's Witnesses in that mix of Christians, quote-unquote. Under that scenario, one could make a strong case that we are still a predominantly Christian nation, or at the very least, a nation with a majority of its citizens being Christians. Gallup strengthens that assumption from a poll in June of this year documenting that 81% of Americans believe in God. So perhaps the issue is more the breadth of the term Christian, allowing for such a broad and perhaps confusing range of definitions and theology to fit under one roof. And finally, are all those who call themselves Christian going to heaven for eternity? Mormons, for example, believe the Bible was not the final revelation of God to man and have four other books they consider sacred texts, such as the Book of Mormon's. They believe God is a man and lives on a planet near the sun, Kolob, and produces spirit children who are then born on earth. Jesus was the firstborn of these spirit children. They believe that salvation is based on works, not grace, and can be achieved after death. Finally, in their theology, there are three heavens one can enter, and hell is considered temporary. When considering Jehovah's Witnesses, they believe exclusively in their own version, which is more than just a different translation of the Bible, and consider Jesus as the greatest among many lesser gods who should never be worshipped. They also see the need to earn a place in their heaven rather than exclusively accepting the sacrifice of Christ on the cross for the remission of sins. Hell is nothing more than another word for grace as those who are not to go to their heaven are annihilated rather than experiencing punishment for eternity. And then Roman Catholicism sees an opportunity for certain types of sins to be paid for in an interim place between heaven and hell called purgatory, a concept not found in the Bible. The Catholic Church believes in good works, beginning with baptism as a basis for salvation rather than exclusively through God's grace. Other quote-unquote Christian beliefs include some Christians believe in evolution and some are pro-choice advocates. Some don't see homosexuality as a sin and others see it as an automatic ticket to hell for eternity. Some look for equality between men and women while others see complementarianism as more the role between the sexes. Some Christians see the Bible as a book of fairy tales, while others see every word as inerrantly written by the hand of God. Some memorize scripture as a source of all knowledge, while others boil the Bible down to quote-unquote love thy neighbor as all that is being really taught in scripture. Some Christians go to church whenever the doors are open, while others go only once or twice a year, if that. Some pray multiple times a day, while others say grace once a year at Thanksgiving. The list can go on and on. But the point is that 208 million Americans, 63%, call themselves Christian and yet have a very broad view of their religion. So what is a Christian? Simply put, the word Christian has lost nearly all meaning, which is why I use the term biblical Christian for a bare-bones theology on what I believe, those who follow God through the lens of the Bible should accept his truth. However, I would suggest an even simpler definition of Christian without even bringing the whole of Scripture into the equation. It cuts through all the theological minefields above and keeps the main thing the main thing. Simply put, a Christian is a person who will spend eternity in heaven. Let me say that again for emphasis and clarity. A Christian is a person who at the end of their life on this earth will begin eternity in heaven. 2 Corinthians 5.8 Denominational differences are irrelevant. It doesn't matter if you believe in predestination or free will, homosexuality being a sin or not. Read the Bible every day or once a year. Go to church or hate the church. Believe in abortion or believe it's killing babies. Think we'll spend time in purgatory or sleep in the dust of the earth till resurrection at the end of the age. As heretical as it may sound, it makes no difference if you think the Bible is without error or full of errors. It doesn't matter if you think one needs to be baptized to go to heaven or all your sins need to be fully confessed to a priest. You can believe that hell exists or those who don't make it or make the cut rather get annihilated at physical death. One can accept the science of evolution or believe in a six-day literal creation. Perhaps you are mad at God or think he's mad at you. Perhaps you think man is inherently good and all you need to do is love your neighbor and you have your ticket to a heavenly eternity. You can even believe God is living on one of the planets in the universe if you want. The bottom line is, if God sees you as his chosen ones to spend eternity with him, you are or will ultimately be a Christian prior to death. Ephesians one, four, and five. Frankly, it doesn't matter what you think is true or just. Romans nine, twenty through twenty four. God can choose to convert you just before the moment of death as he did with a thief on the cross next to Jesus. Luke twenty-three, forty-three. What deep systematic theology do you think that sinner had on all the points above as he was hanging on his own cross? All he knew to say was, "Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom." Luke 23:42. And Jesus responded, "Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise." Luke 23:43. So, What does it take to go to heaven? The big question of being a Christian is defined as going to heaven. It's a gift from God, Romans 6.23, offered to all, 1 Timothy 2.4, but known by God, Romans 8.29, to be effective only for a few, Luke 13.24, Matthew 7.13. I would suggest, however, that one does not wait (laughs) Until their deathbed as the thief did on the cross to make that conversion from eternal death to everlasting life. Matthew twenty five forty six. The Christian life on this earth brings love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Ephesians five twenty two to the believer. Salvation and eternal life in heaven is really as simple as as the definition of a Christian offered above. It is offered in various forms throughout the Bible, but two verses that stand out are as follows. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. So first, we have the freedom to accept God's offer of eternal life in heaven as an expression of his grace, unmerited favor, through faith as a gift and not something we need to work at or earn. Further, God recognizes that we continue to sin, so the grace continues to extend throughout the rest of our life with an understanding that as we learn more about him and his expectations, we repent from our sin nature as we desire to draw closer and closer to the Lord and Savior. But the question remains, what do we need to have faith in? Romans 10:9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So second, we need to have faith that Jesus is both our savior, he suffered and died on the cross as a substitution for our sins, and is Lord of our lives. We need to accept and follow Christ as our spiritual leader, and that God performed a miracle in raising Jesus from the dead. We need to hold these beliefs not just in our heads as an accepted truth, but in our hearts in the form of love for that sacrifice and a desire to serve him for the rest of our lives. Finally, we need to be prepared to share what we know to be true with a lost and dying world around us. Of course, the Bible has a great deal more to say on every point above. And much of the anti-Christian theology, which seems to have attached itself to the term, should drop away as we humbly study God's word. But again none of us have the capacity to see God's perfect truth through our continuing sin nature and the veil that clouds us from fully knowing the Lord 1 Corinthians 13:12 while we remain on this earth. The real point for both Christians and non-Christians is not to get caught up in the weeds of social change, uh, drifting morality and legalism. They are things to reflect on in our search for truth but heaven is not dependent on them. Both Christian and non-Christian vitriol over secondary matters like abortion, homosexuality, or who will win the next election fall away when one considers that our time on this earth is like a vapor that dries up unexpectedly, oftentimes, at death. James 4.14 Yet our eternal destiny lasts forever. Christians, Keep the main thing, the main thing, Christ and him crucified and risen. Non-Christians, consider the joy that faith brings on earth and the eternal peace it brings after death. God bless you as you serve him today. Today's podcast article was brought to you by bcworldview.org providing honest reporting and analysis on the intersection of contemporary issues and theology based on a biblical Christian worldview. May God bless you as you continue to walk through this life with our Savior and Lord.